When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we're going to talk about uh, our much-awaited trip to London and the UK and Scotland, as well as all the plane movies that we watched. Um, So that's going to be fun, because uh, Emily had a 12-hour flight, I just had a 6-hour flight both ways, so uh, Emily watched a lot more plane movies, but it's just, those are kind of fun. They have a special kind of uh, feeling, those plane movies. Well, yeah, and and normally... um... Because you're on a plane, you're not really doing anything. Uh, you get to you get to focus a lot of your attention on this movie. Like I, I feel like I'm in such a different mindset when I'm on a plane watching movies. Yeah. That uh, that the movies are usually a lot more enjoyable because you just you have really no other distractions. Like you're, you're trying not to get distracted by others because you just want to be in your own space. And you on a can't. Plane. You're not really playing on your phone either because you don't want to use no. up your phone's battery. So, you know, you're kind of just watching a movie. That's it. You're trying to just pass the time on your 12-hour or 6-hour flight as best as possible, and that's just keeping your mind off how much time is gone by and how much you have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, and you're just just stuck in in plain limbo. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll talk about the movies. Let's just kind of, I guess, talk about our our trip. I'm sure any of you who are, we watch our um, Instagram saw that we were there, um, and if, if you're interested in hearing about our trip, we're going to tell you about it right now. Yeah, so stay tuned. Um, <laughs> so our trip started off in London. Um, and I guess just a couple highlights of that. Uh, you know, I, I did the usual, you know, first first time in London, did a lot of sightseeing, you know, went to Hyde Park, went to Kensington Palace, saw Buckingham Palace... You know, uh, just walked around a lot of, you know, the London Eye, Big Ben, even though it was covered in scaffolding. Um, was it really? Par- I didn't even go over there. I didn't even go to Westminster. Yeah. It was oh. covered in scaffolding, and oh. so it was part of Parliament. Like, it was all under construction. I couldn't see him at all, so that was a little sad. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's all right. Um, and uh, what other sites did I see? I mean, those are like the main ones, right? Buckingham Palace. Yeah, I uh, mean, you saw the eye, obviously, because it's close to, uh, close to the Parliament and stuff. Uh, yeah, you saw the palace. You went to, and then you went to uh, Kensington as well. The yes, Kensington Palace, um, and went into the museum there. That was really awesome. Learned a lot about Queen Victoria. Had no idea, really, anything about this about this lady, uh, but she sounded awesome. And <laughs> I definitely want to watch watch a show or like a movie about her so if any of you guys know any movies or shows that are that are good about queen victoria pass them my way because i'm down well i love that <laughs> movie the young victoria with emily blunt did i watch that one that's a great one and then um i think rupert friend is her husband albert in that one um 
And then, of course, we watched uh, last year or the year before, it was uh, Victoria and Abdul. Remember? that? That's about Queen Victoria. <laughs> yep, it sure is. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and so uh, we went... You, you've heard uh, Vicky on the podcast before, but she lives in London, so we uh, stayed with... Uh, I stayed with her for a couple of days, and she really loves Queen Victoria and Albert, and in the museum, she was very excited to show me, like, the love letters between the two of them, but they had taken them out to put <gasps> in, basically, a Victoria and Abdul, like, section oh. of the museum, <laughs> and she was pissed. <laughs> that is so funny. And so they took out the letters and, and we even like found a person who worked there and she was, and she asked them, she's like, where, where are the letters? Where are the love letters? And they're like, oh yeah, we took them out to do the, you know, the Victoria in an Abdul area. And like, and it's, it's quite a shame. The Victoria and Abdul section's not good. <laughs> that was that's so, so funny. funny. Yeah, that's great. So that's a shame, but uh, but I I they they talked about Albert a lot, and they had little snippets of like her letters in in other areas, um, and they definitely seemed like they loved each other a lot. So uh, it was very sweet, and I I got the gist, and you know Vicky told me a lot about the letters anyway, so it was very cute. Um, I really enjoyed that museum. Um, yeah, saw some I'm, crazy I'm ass glad. swans. <laughs> swans, yep. Well, we saw a bunch of crazy ass swans all over the place, actually. They were everywhere. Yeah, they're <laughs> they were everywhere. All over the UK. Yeah, um, they're crazy. So that was oh when you also went to a borough market, or did you go to another market with with Vicky? No, we didn't end up going to borough market, but we did go to uh, Covent Garden, which is like a market, I guess. Uh-huh. And then we went to Cam- Camden Market. Oh, that's um, that's really fun. Yeah, yeah. You, Camden you Market hit, was super awesome. You hit all the fun stuff, dude. Yeah, and then we went and saw Abbey Road. Went and saw the Sherlock Holmes Museum. Mm-hmm, super mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, uh, went to the went to the restaurant that's in Sherlock, the BBC show. So that was really Speedies. cool. Speedies. Yep. Yeah. Speedies right next to the door, and we like even pulled up a picture on Google of how they had changed, you know, the the street to be two two one B Baker Street, because mm-hmm. um, because the address isn't actually on that door. No, next door. It's on another <laughs> road that's uh, several blocks yeah. away. Yeah. From Baker Street. Mm-hmm. But still super awesome. Um, and then, do we want to talk about our day trips? We took a couple day trips. Yeah, we did. So, uh, while I, and, and so I was there with my uh, roommate, Anne, who was looking for a place to live. So, for the first half of the week, we were going from apartment to apartment, um, checking out places for her to live. She's moving there. She moved there now. Um, so that's why some days I didn't get to do stuff with Emily and Vicky, like the tourist stuff, but I've already done that because I, I had studied abroad in London, so I already did all that stuff. Um, but it was still fun to have Emily there because it was her first time. Um, so we did some day trips of things that I've never done. Um, we did the Cliffs of Dover, which are like these beautiful white cliffs. Um, we had to take a bus. Chalk. Yeah. Take a bus to get there two hours. Um, and uh, kind of saw a little bit of Dover Castle from the distance, but uh, wasn't we just time didn't let us go see the actual castle. But I would definitely go back and check out that castle. It looked yeah. awesome. They said that um, they have underground tunnels. Yeah, which sound you know you hear underground tunnels. Uh, and and could, could we actually go into the tunnels, or did they just say that they were there? And no, I think there like, was like a tour of the tunnels. Awesome. Yeah, definitely going back. Yeah. Underground tunnels. Yeah. 
totally, totally awesome. <laughs> but also a very nice and easy uh, hike, I would say. Uh, was It was even easier than Arthur's seat. It's very gradual, and um, it was very beautiful and green, and there's horses there, and, like, it was just, it was a gorgeous day. Let me just preface by saying we were there for two weeks in the UK. We had the absolute best weather. It didn't rain once on us, and it was, like, 72 degrees, like, the entire time. Yeah, it, it sprinkled a little bit while I, on on me while I was in London. Like, I think when I went to Covent Garden, it mm-hmm. was kind of a little sprinkly, but not bad. Like, I mean, I brought my umbrella, but I did not need it. Like, it was just oh, yeah. so, yeah. so lightly sprinkly. And then, yeah, and even though some days were very cloudy, like, I, I enjoy cloudy weather. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I, so I thought the weather was amazing, and it and it was. And then apparently, it while we were in London, it was raining a ton in Scotland, and luckily mm-hmm. we, we missed that. Yep. So, we did. That was... Great timing. Perfect, just, perfect timing. <laughs> perfect time to go to the UK. Our tickets weren't that expensive either, so that was just A+. plus. Yeah, so yeah, Dover was really awesome. Definitely recommend it. Um, but yeah, the hike the hike was very gradual, but it was kind of lengthy, so definitely give yourself yeah. took, some took time. some hours for sure. Yeah, especially because, you know, the bus dropped us off in one part of Dover, and then we kind of had to walk over to then start hiking up. I mean, it wasn't really a hike, but, you know, walking up to the cliffs. But the, you know, we were, you could see France in the distance. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> I did not think that I would see vague, like, very distantly the shadows of another... Of another, another country. And another it, country in the distance. It's Dunkirk, you know? It's like, there it is. Right. You know, and uh, all of our phones, are because we changed, we got some uh, UK SIM cards in our phones, all of our phones said, welcome to France. And we were like, um, <laughs> like we're, we're not, not in France. France. <laughs> it alarmed me so much when I saw it. Yeah, crazy. Uh, so Dover was super awesome. Um, and then another day trip we did was to Windsor. Uh, and yep. we saw Windsor, Windsor Castle, Windsor Palace, which was and super the town. cool. Uh, yeah, which and the town of Windsor, straight, which looked completely fake. <laughs> yeah, straight out of a movie. No lie, the most quaint and adorable place I've ever been to. Um, everything looks like it's a, it's a movie set. Emily just kept saying yes. that. Yes. I was like, this is not real. This house, this person, you're not real. This is an actor. Like, it was <laughs> <laughs> And this real. is a real castle. Like, literally, like, stone castle. It's just... It was huge. It took up so much of Windsor. I was actually surprised at how big big this dang thing was like a whole village could live inside of it like yeah it was yeah crazy and, and there, people like, some... did live in there so yeah definitely we mm-hmm. saw we saw some guy leaving leaving a little like apartment with like his dog and we're like what <laughs> but uh it was super cool um they're having like some festival that day so there's like a bunch of kids running around and they had a lot of exhibits like we saw um some falconry uh yeah that was that was they... a cool like demonstration yeah, where they showed, like, the falcon uh, swooping down and picking up prey. Like, it was super awesome. Um, and we got to see, like, the very fancy rooms, the yeah. state apartments, mm-hmm. and a lot of the fine china. Super, super beautiful. Yeah. Um, super cool. Yeah, that was a really then, fun, like, fun, lavish oh, yeah. day. And then we had our first mm-hmm. afternoon tea in Windsor. So that was yes. amazing. No, we, we kind yeah. of had one in Dover, but it, it was a light one. And then the one we had in... Yeah, in Windsor we had like a true one where they brought you uh, sandwiches and scones. 
Yeah, um, three tiered. Yeah, the three tiered platter. Yeah. Um, the only thing it was like not super expensive because it didn't have like the little tea cakes at the top. No, it didn't. It just had scones and sandwiches. But that's yeah, okay. That's it was it was fine. <laughs> yep. I mean, we still got some prosecco with it, and uh, yep. still got the tea. It was still magical, and I still love afternoon tea, and I miss it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's so so fucking magical. It's ridiculous. And so also, much. I was. I was just angry at everything. I just got to say, this entire trip, I was so upset because everything is so cute and beautiful and adorable and so clean, and it, there's no rats running in the sewers like in New York, and I'm not, like, faced with disease and dust every moment of my life in in the UK, and so it's... I was just, like, I was in this state of everything is so beautiful here, and it makes me angry. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, the the aggression was real, um, and I constantly had to be like, Alessandra, just, just calm down, <laughs> please. I know. You're, you're, make, you're making me anxious. <laughs> it, yeah, uh, it was, it was aggressively quaint. Yeah. Um, oh, some other highlights from London. Uh, I went and saw a play at Shakespeare's Globe, which was super awesome. We stood, we, we were in like the audience standing area, and uh, so a lot of the actors came through. Uh, we watched As You Like It, um, which was super cool. I mm-hmm. uh, had never seen that play before or, you know, read it, you know. Um, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And then the other play we saw was Matilda the Musical. Yeah. Which was super cute. Uh, Miss Trunchbull was hilarious. And uh, the little girl that played Matilda was really great. All, all the kids were really great. Yeah, that was a fun show. We sat in the literal last row. It was so funny. We tried to sit up closer, and uh, as soon as we sat down, somebody was like, oh, do you have the right seats? And we were like, damn it! I know. Whose bright idea was that? Like, no, we need to just go to our seats It was Vicky's. Down. It was Vicky. If you're listening, Vicky, it was yours. No, I think it was. I think it was Andrew. Was it Andrew's? <laughs> yes, it was Andrew. 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 Such a nice, um, nice man. Uh, but yeah, no, we sat in the literal back of the theater. Like, our backs were against the building. Yep, yep, they were. <laughs> we were at the very back. We were leaning, like, hard forward, you know? Yeah, I, like, in order to see, I had to really lean forward. Yeah, it yeah. Still, it was still a ton of fun. Um, and so what, was that it? What else did we do in London? Oh, but we, oh, we went on a haunted pub tour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which, you know, we we managed to pack all this into a week, which was pretty impeccable. Like, impeccable. We did a great job. Uh, Plus two, two day trips. Like, this was very good planning. <laughs> it was. We did a great job. <laughs> this was impeccable planning. I, You know, I'll um, take credit. Like, both of us should take credit. We did a great job. <laughs> yeah, you and I, like, really, we discussed this, like, months prior of how what we wanted to do, where all we wanted to go, and uh, we did fucking fantastic job you yeah. want, want us to book your vacation for you <laughs> don't don't call me i don't ever want to do this again but <laughs> we should we should book a vacation for somewhere else i think that's what we should do oh yeah definitely uh, definitely a, a scotland trip once we get to scotland i'll tell you how magical the fucking place was but um it was beautiful um yeah but, but uh yeah so yeah we went to on this haunted pub tour and uh we just basically got a little tour of some of the background of some haunted doings around Bank, which is uh, along the River Bank and where all the banks are <laughs> in uh, London. And mm. um, there's, like, it, we went on Fleet Street, which, as you know, is the from, like, Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. We found out that he's actually a real person and that he actually killed people as a barber. 
Yeah, which that was crazy. Uh-huh. No idea. Yeah. Um, and we kind of heard, you know, a lot of a lot about Jack the Ripper, and you know, just like a lot of the, you know, really, really gross like sewage problems that they had in the past um with just like water poisoning with just all the pollution and fecal matter in the water um so you just got to you just got to hear about like a really dark (laughs) dark dark time and lots of ghosts um yeah and we went like behind this this like mason church was like knights templar church which was really spooky at night and and uh, no one no one yeah it was crazy and they're just like people say they see uh, a lot of a lot of ghouls around this part so go ahead and walk around and we were like going and taking pictures with flash on our phone until someone came back and was like you can't be here and then we're like oh god okay then we had Um, to leave we went to this amazing Um, pub that was it used to be a bank and it was so decadent in there uh, that I think beautiful. it was a hotel and there was like a, yeah. there was a bar in it. And oh my God, like if you go to London, you got to check it out. It's on Fleet Street. Um, I don't remember what it was called, but it wasn't an old bank. So it should be able to like be easy to find. It's not that long of a street. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then we, so then we kind of just hopped, hopped what into three pubs. Yeah, uh, we went into like a, a, a that was cool, a really nice fancy one at first, and then a super fancy one in the bank, and then we um, ended on one uh, the Cheshire Cheese, which um, is the oldest bar in London, um, and literally looks like so tiny and small because everybody was so much shorter then. It it looks like some weird like underground like tunnel like there's so many weird like branch offs like in this like it's so big underneath that like you like i it looked like those a tiny little door outside and it's just like in an alleyway and then when you like walk in you just like start going down going down and upstairs and and you're just like going off into weird branches and hallways and there's just like seating everywhere this place was so weird but it was super cool yeah um and not every area like looked the same it just looked like they just kind of plopped some chairs down in this place and started serving beer. Like, it's just very, just, it is what it is. But it was super awesome. They had some great beer. um, And they told us a story about, like, a parrot that used to be, like, the pet, basically, of of the bar. And it would would repeat what people said, which was, you know, mostly very vulgar things. Um, (laughs) And sometimes it would escape and, like, fly around London and people knew to take it back to the Cheshire Cheese because it would curse. <laughs> yep, it would start cursing so, at people. Start cursing at people. So funny. Um, and when it died, uh, the whole world wrote about it. And this was like in the the late nineteenth century. Um, and the, the, this bird was known around the world. So it's pretty incredible. Yeah, Polly. And Polly they, the parrot. They have it stuffed in the Cheshire cheese, and we saw it. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, it was, it was a very very tiny little blue parrot. It was very cute. But, uh, you know, super funny, super funny story. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so that was, that was our time. I guess if we think of anything else that we did in London, we, we had a great time. Um, we did we, a lot. We did so much. I mean, we, we also went to, to Brick Lane and had some super good, uh, Indian or street food, you know, um. Yeah. Very good street food. That yeah. place was awesome. Sundays um, at Brick Lane. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and then we walked across, like, a couple of the bridges I saw was, like, Millennium Bridge, uh, Tower Bridge, um, 
and whatever the bridge is that's right next to Parliament. Uh, Westminster? Or... I think it's... Mm. Is it not Westminster Bridge? Is it something else? I'm not sure. The London I'm Bridge? Not sure. Maybe that's the... Lo- no, I, I don't think I crossed the London Bridge. I don't think bridge. you crossed the London Bridge. That one's that one's up up from Westminster. Yeah. I'm not sure, but uh, some cool bridges. Um, and then we started making our way up to... Uh, up to Sheffield, where we had the most magical day. Yeah, of probably my my entire life. <laughs> um, uh, it was so. it was an absolutely perfect day. I don't think I don't think anything's really going to come close to that in a while. Yeah, I yeah, it was. It's just everything went very well. If it, it was it was like a great length of a day, like it didn't go too quickly, it didn't go too long. We it was like. Just completely jam packed, but still like very relaxing and wonderful and magical and adorable. Like I don't even know how many more adjectives I could throw into this description. Aggressively but adorable. Aggressive. Um, <laughs> aggressively adorable. Uh, um, dis- distressingly cute. I mean, that's just that. That's it. It's also like incredibly lavish. Um, very lavish and fancy and just. Uh, a delight just an absolute delight i mean um, not to mention emily saw the duchess wait 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> don't talk about it yet okay i'm just gonna let you lead this because i can't i i love this place so much i it can't even I, it's too much i'm gonna get mad yeah again. okay so we start uh, yeah i'll start please do not get mad <laughs> okay so here we go so the day started with our like what two three hour train ride up to sheffield it was um, four. It was four hours. F- four hours? Wow. Well, okay. it was it was a three-hour train ride and then an hour bus ride. That's right. Three-hour train ride, then a bus ride. So we took the train into Sheffield, and then from there we had to get on a bus that then took us to Chatsworth, um, or, or Devonshire. I, right? Devonshire? Yeah, whatever. Devonshire, yeah. Devonshire. Which is uh, also Derbyshire. I think it, they're, it's like, the same? Are they really? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we get to... We get to Chatsworth uh, house, and we start off by uh, taking a tour of the house. So with our ticket, we got we got free. What is it like audio and audio tour stuff? Um, so we grabbed yeah, one of those. The, just one of them. So I, I had my ear in it. Oh, no, we both did. That was a different one where we had just one, right? No, no, no. Ch- Chatsworth, we did only have one. It was oh, Edinburgh okay. where, where we had where we had two. That's right. That's um, right. And, uh, and so from here, we just walked around, like, various, um, halls and, and, uh, rooms that had just tons of artwork on the walls, and the ceilings were painted, like, very lavishly with, like, angels and, and other, like, images on the ceiling, and, uh, they were also having this, like, dog event, uh, during this time, where they had a lot of extra dog art everywhere. Well, the, so. I think it was more of, like what they were putting on like it was like the like a museum um b- like a display like mm-hmm. a theme for the season so they had like all of these dog things that the entire family and like the had, like, various curated or something yeah the various like dukes of of chatsworth um have curated over time so they just kind of like pulled it all together and there's apparently lots of them really like dogs yeah 
Yeah, there were tons and tons of sculptures and and paintings, paintings and, just, and, <laughs> and just images of and little cartoons. Like we even went, well, yeah. like, what looked like little political cartoons of of just animals and various things like from the past where people used animals to you know tell a very funny political cartoon. Yeah, um, there were there were just everywhere. There was dog stuff everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, and we saw some very lavish rooms, like, you know, the king's, uh, you know, bedroom, changing room, dining room, meeting room, like, just all these various rooms. Yeah. Uh, Just over and and uh, over again, like, preparing for a king to come in. Yeah, exactly. And uh, then, like, the duchess's, like, sitting room, meeting room, bedroom, like, just all this stuff. Um, and Alessandra showed me a very beautiful painting that she enjoys called The Duchess. Uh, we couldn't take any photos of it, but it was very beautiful of, um, the, you said it was, uh, Kira Knightley played her yeah. in, in The Duchess. In the one. movie The Duchess, yes. And they also yeah, filmed it, was... it at Chatsworth House. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. I want to watch that movie again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember okay. it being really dramatic, you know? Yeah. Very, very dramatic. <laughs> uh, but I remember loving Kira Knightley's outfits, like, way too much. Um, but yeah, so just a very, very beautiful tour of the house. Um, and the Duchess painting was super awesome. And then, you know, we ended the the tour in the very pretty uh, marble statue room where, unfortunately, the veil lady sculpture was not there. It's nope. in New York. It's here. It's I, I left New York and went to Chatsworth, and it turns out it's here. Yeah, I really wanted to see the sculpture, because I remember seeing it in Pride and Prejudice, and it was so beautiful, and I really wanted to see it, but then and we hunted a person down, we're like, hey, where's the, pa- where's the veil lady? And they're like, oh, it's in New York for like six months. And we're like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, so they probably was, get so a bad. lot of people asking about that, but I also felt extremely nerdy asking, where's the veiled lady? <laughs> yeah, uh, but it makes sense. It's like so so crazy how they made a made a marble oh my gosh like this thing is like i I wanted to stare at it like i wanted to just look at it for like for like 10 minutes straight because it's just in the movie i'm just like how did they do this like it's crazy um but one day one day i'll find it and i'll watch and i'll look at it um but then uh so we ended the tour in a good amount of time to where we could look at the garden a little bit before we had to go Mm -hmm. get uh our reservation of afternoon tea. Yep. <laughs> at, the, at the Flying Childers, right? Child, um, yeah, Childers? Childers? I, I don't know. Childers? Childers? Um, which was our most expensive afternoon tea. Yeah. But it was totally worth it for yeah. a magical day. Um, we like had a this... glass of Prosecco to start. No, 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 a glass of champagne Sh- oh, wait, that's to right. start. Fucking champagne. What am I kidding? Not, we had actual champagne. We had champagne. And it was very good. <laughs> it was very good champagne. Yeah. Um, and since we and hadn't s- hardly eaten anything that day, it was like, it, 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 my blood just gripped onto this champagne and then I was like so much happier for the rest of this meal. <laughs> oh yeah. Like it, uh, my body was taking in everything. <laughs> Cause we're just, oh my gosh, it was so amazing. Um. And, like, the sandwiches were really good. They were able to accommodate uh, my vegetarian needs. Uh, and the the scones were so delicious and the and the desserts. Uh, by the yeah. way, all these pictures are on the podcast highlight. Yeah. If you'd like to go. Check like it go out. It. Yeah. Like go check it out. And you then got you, got, on there. you got more tea. We got another pot of tea. 
and yes, and we got tea. another cocktail. <laughs> yeah, what was it like? An elderflower? It was a Collins. Yeah, it, it was yeah, an, an elderflower el- Collins, mm-hmm. which was so refreshing and just delicious. Oh, it was amazing! It had rosemary in it, like the actual rosemary, and that was popped in there. And it, oh god, it was just just so so good. <laughs> So great. So just a wonderful afternoon tea. And then as we were, as we were completely full and a little buzzed, we walked back into <laughs> Chatsworth House and just, just roamed around the gardens for like the last two hours uh, that, that we could be there. Yeah, we, um, we made a like dutiful walk around these gardens, which I felt like we definitely did them justice by just like, we saw most, most of it for sure. Yeah, definitely. There was these these the grounds of this place was huge. Like, there was so much more to see. Um, but I feel like we saw a lot of the main like garden exhibits. Um, and uh, and as we were walking around the Through gardens, the rock we garden. yeah, a rock garden, various uh, little ponds and lakes and water features and. Um, just very, very cute, and and it just seemed like like every area of the garden you walked into was so different that it just and felt magical. like you were in a different world. Like oh, it just was, it was crazy. Like fairies could exist in this place. That's how gorgeous it was. Fairies and unicorns and like centaurs and shit. Like yeah, just, like elves. It just yes, God, all all of it. Um, so as we were walking around, we kind we kind of came across this groundskeeper like a couple times, and he like I, I I think he heard our American accents, and he told us to go check out some silver dollar chairs, uh, uh, which I don't which I I don't know I I don't know if if Kennedy is on the silver dollar or if he's on like the half what is it the fifty cent not fifty cent fee yeah no I don't know but it was some coin that specifically had John F Kennedy on them I think it's just um, the silver dollar yeah. And uh, the chairs were really cool. Those pictures are on the highlight uh, as well on Instagram. Um, but uh, but then once we found him again, we're like, hey, we checked out those chairs. They were super cool. And he was like, yeah, one of the Kennedys used to be married and lived here at the uh, at Chatsworth House. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they're actually buried here somewhere. And so that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And so as he was telling us this story about the Kennedys, uh, some lady was coming down a hill like on a golf cart. And, you know, I, I looked at her and I smiled at her and she smiled at me. Um, and she had like a cute little dog and I thought like, oh, maybe she just, you know, needed assistance getting back. Cause we were kind of far out there. Like these gardens are huge. And, uh, and I was like, oh, maybe she just needs help getting back to the house or something so she could leave. But then the groundskeeper guy was like, good evening, your grace. And I was like, what? I was like, did you just hear that? And I did not. And she, I had already walked ahead. <laughs> and she already left. And, and I was like, what, what was that? And it's so like, I, I follow Alessandra and I'm like, did you hear what he just said? She's like, no. And I'm like, he said, good evening, your grace. And you're like, oh, she's probably just talking to the dog or something. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, that's what no. I thought. I thought he was talking and, to the dog. And, and Alessandra didn't even see this lady. Like I had made eye contact and we smiled at each other. And then I looked up the current Duchess of Devonshire and it looked like this lady. So yep. I'm pretty sure I saw the Duchess of Devonshire at Chatsworth House. You on definitely the did. That we were there. Yep. And it was so awesome. I was super excited. I'm still excited. I'm getting excited just talking. About it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and just so to cool. add on to the magicness of of this day, the it just was, it was wonderful. Yeah, and uh, and and even further, like just making the day so much better. We head back to Sheffield. So we finished the grounds. There was like a maze that we didn't 
that we didn't complete because no, mazes we, are hard. We mazes failed. are hard. We we literally tried this thing for 15 minutes and we gave up. We were like, we can't. Let's just leave before we get lost in here. Yeah, and uh, hedge and maze. Kind of by the way, hedge maze. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a hedge maze. Um, but then, as we you know take the bus back into Sheffield and kind of go find our uh, Airbnb, we go and find you know some place to get some dinner, and we come across this pub. It was called the Museum, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, there's, so if you're ever in Sheffield, check out the Pub Museum. It was super awesome food. The, their kitchens open till eight. Which yep. in London, we, we would figure out that a lot of the kitchens and pubs would close at, like, 5. Yeah. So we were, like, looking for food at 6. Yeah. It, it was nearly impossible to find food at a pub. Um, so that was infuriating. But this place, the kitchen was open till 8. So we were able to order some food and we got some great service and some great beer. Um, and uh, it, just, it was a magical evening yeah. um, at, this, at this very relaxing pub that played really good music. I think they played um, Electric Light Orchestra at one point, and I was very happy. Um, and that was Sheffield. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the waitress who helped us out at this museum place was just so, so, nice. so incredibly nice. And I just can't, I can't stress enough how wonderful she was, um, especially after this long day and we were both really tired. And then... Uh, we slept in a very nice, comfortable Airbnb, so that was great. Yeah, so just a wonderful day all around. Um, we had to wake up early I, the next day for a train. Right, to head up to Edinburgh, so this is our first day in Scotland, and, uh, upon getting to Edinburgh, we went, uh, we had some reservations at Edinburgh Castle for our audio tour, um, which was super awesome, and, and I feel like Edinburgh was a great was a great place to have an audio tour because the place mm-hmm. wasn't very big. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have a whole a whole lot of stuff to like really listen to because that's just what I always worry about is like an audio tour, like getting the audio stuff, but then like needing to be there for so much longer in order to get all the information. Like, so I'm really glad that we did the audio stuff. It was really cool hearing about like Mary Queen of Scots and where she had her kid, um, where she had yeah. Her- the prince, like, in Edinburgh Castle, we got to go into the room where she had her child, which was so tiny. <laughs> it, um, it was very, very small, but it was so cool to, like, be in the castle where so many things happen, like, so many sieges and so much history is is at that castle. Exactly, yeah, and the castle was just, and it was so cool how Edinburgh was set up. Like, you have, you have the castle just on this hill in the middle of the city. Yeah, that you could that you could just see from various places. Like you're in one part of the city. Oh, there's a castle. You're in another part. Of the city. Oh, you can see the castle. Like it was just so weird how the city was like set up, and it was so small yet there was so much jam packed. Like but that's what I was in this trying to sell area. you. I was like, it's a small yeah. city. Like it takes like I don't know, fifteen minutes to walk anywhere. Really? Like it's very yeah, 15 small. To 30. Yeah, yeah, fifteen very- to thirty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, very small, which was crazy, but I really enjoyed it there, and the the castle was awesome, and we got to see this, the Scotland, Scotland crown jewels, um, like a scepter or something, and then the crown, which was super awesome. Um, yeah, and, that was uh, cool, yeah. And then, what did we do after that? Uh, we, we met up met- with my friend, um... Yes. My friend Eleanor, who I'd met five years ago when I was studying abroad, um, she goes to the University of Edinburgh. She's from England. Um, so it was great to see her. We had some tea with her. 
Yeah, she was super. She was super awesome. Um, oh yeah, I forgot that we also went to Elephant House. Yeah, Elephant. Right. Yeah, we went there JK for Rowling lunch. Wrote the first Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah, first Harry Potter book. Yeah, so that was super cool. There was a lot of uh, lots of art that people had sent in, just like Everywhere. you know, show, showing their love. Yeah, in the bathrooms on like little. Uh, thumbtack boards like they had just art everywhere and they they were really they were really taken in that like birthplace of harry potter stuff i had like pins and shirts and tea towels all said like elephant house birthplace of harry potter yeah so super funny um and uh and then yeah then we went to arthur's seat that was really awesome it was a really cool hike I uh, got to see some really great views of the city yeah we uh, went up the back way uh which i would recommend not going the front way because we went down the front way and there were so many people yes. uh, doing it as well and it's a long hike from from the yeah. front way and we came from the the back um, on the other side I, I don't know how to explain it but it's like so pretty much don't enter from where the uh, the Holyrood Palace is like yeah. go like you have to go from a different side of the mountain I don't know like. Um, but yeah, you get up there a lot quicker and there are a lot less people on it because it's kind of like you got to climb stairs and stuff to get up the other way, but it was still a lot quicker. Yeah, um, definitely. And, uh, we kind of checked out, uh, Hollywood Palace a little bit. We didn't get to go inside, but that would definitely be a cool place to, to walk around maybe, uh, next time. Mm-hmm. We, we next went to that. Next time I'm in Scotland. We, we didn't tell them about the porridge fiasco. Oh, right. So, Technically, the first thing we tried to do when getting to Edinburgh was going to this porridge place called Brocon. Um, and uh, I had I had seen them on YouTube. Uh, There's, there like, a YouTube channel called Sorted that I watch, and it's just a bunch of chefs that um, eat a bunch of different things around London and, like, the UK in general. So they were in Scotland, uh, in Edinburgh, eating a bunch of food, and this porridge place was one of them. And I was like, well, damn, I want porridge. So we went there, and they actually happened to be closed that day because of technical difficulties or something with, like, their machines. And they we were to... so hungry. We, we like, so hungry. didn't eat anything, like, all morning, really. I was saving my stomach yeah. for porridge. <laughs> and it wasn't open. Uh, but, you know, this this would have been remedied if I had been following them on Instagram, because they they posted it on there that, that, that it wasn't open. So, that was my bad. Uh, it's um, fine. You know... It was cool. We just we just thought we and then we we like solved it though by going the next day before we walked up Arthur's seat, which was the perfect thing to eat before we went up to Arthur's seat. Yeah, and and it was basically on the way to Arthur's seat, so it was it was a great it was a great uh, fix, and then and then that way we got to go to Elephant House the day before. I so. would just like to note um, that this whole entire time, um, we were really, we were there for two weeks, right? I walked yes. about twenty five thousand steps every single day. I think yes. this is a good time to mention how much my feet hurt because I brought one pair of shoes, um, just one, just one sneak, one pair of sneakers. I should have brought two pairs of sneakers so that I could alternate between them, but my feet were in so much pain every day. Like, we'd be walking around <laughs> and then I'd just be like, oh my god, my feet. Like, seriously, like, these, these shoes are very supportive shoes. They don't give me any blisters, which is great because I'm prone to blisters. But holy crap, Emily, and everybody listening, please bring multiple pairs of shoes if you're going to be doing this much walking every day. Like, I can't even stress it. My feet were killing me. <laughs> or make sure that the shoes you do bring 
are very well broken in. I'm very glad that I had bought my new pair of shoes specifically for the London trip, like, months in advance, and I had worn them a lot. So mine were very well broken in. I didn't need a second pair of shoes because mine were just so well broken in. It was just the fact that we were walking a lot just you know, you just get normal feet aches and pains from just walking, you know, 20,000 steps every day. I mean, yeah, um, it was, it was a lot. Like, I gotta say, like, I don't think I've ever, ever done that much physical activity in two weeks in my entire life. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. We had to, we had to get ourselves places. I still don't quite believe that we, for one, got ourselves to the UK and then, did all everything that we did. Like, I was like, how did we get here? I don't even know. I'm just going to go with it. It it was crazy. It was crazy. It was incredible, Um, though. Incredible. It was so incredible. Such a great trip. Um, And then, yeah, pretty much after uh, Arthur's seat, we went and stayed with um, our friend. You will know her as Roisin. Uh, She was in our Heather's episode way way back in the day yeah like one of the first start of this podcast first episodes of the podcast um yeah back then she called herself roisin and now she's called nirvana so that's we're still uh trying to get transitioned into calling her her new name yes um but yes so she has been on the podcast if you want to listen to us discuss heather's uh definitely go listen to that it's a great it's a great little discussion about a very amazing movie. I I love that movie so much. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so we went, uh, and uh, they live in Ayr, Ayr, Scotland, which was a very beautiful town uh, right along the beach, Um, and it was just a very relaxing way to end, just to end the trip. Um, We thought we were going to be in Glasgow, because that's where we we thought that Nirvana lived, but we found out the day of that she actually doesn't live in Glasgow, but she lives 45 minutes away in a town called Ayr, so... At least we could take and, the train. Yes, luckily the trains are amazing in the UK, and we could literally get anywhere. <laughs> yeah, we we so. got this train pass that I had bought previously. Everybody listening who's going to travel to the UK, who does not live in the UK, you can buy a Brit Rail pass uh, for your specific needs, which may be a three-day, everyday pass, or a, a you know two-day, anytime pass, any of those things. Um, any of those variables, and it, they send it by mail to you wherever you live, and it it was so much cheaper than buying the the tickets to get to Sheffield and then to get to Edinburgh, um, because the you know costs a it costs a pretty penny, costs uh, pretty much a hundred pounds or more, um, which is a lot of money <laughs> to go yeah. to to take a train. But for us, we uh, we spent about. Uh, seventy-five dollars, yeah, eighty dollars each on these two training passes that um, got us to wherever we needed to go for two days. We got to take as many trains as we wanted within those two days, which was pretty great. Yeah, we saved like what you said, we saved like a hundred and seventy pounds or something. Yeah, because like hundred and seventy. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that's why I did the calculations just based on how much those those trains would have cost us. Um, uh, we did do a good job and take direct trains, uh, but, you know, obviously if we had to switch trains, it would have been more money. It's, it's, uh, yeah. I'm so sorry. There's yeah. a lot of construction right now outside my, uh, house. I hope they will shut up soon. I'm doing this on a Sunday day, so didn't expect well, this to happen. construction, they're not gonna stop, so that's, uh, this is just, 
This is just how it's going to be now. I, I know that, but, like, I apologize to our listeners. Yes, we, we really do. Um, but, yeah, so it was a it was a, a nice little change in the plans to go to air because we did walk through Glasgow to switch trains uh, to get to air, and Glasgow was very busy. It was, like, it was a crazy place. I mean, we, well, we, we got there, like, right yeah. as it was, like... <laughs> we got there at the busiest time. It's not really right. that that populated of a city. Well, true. That's true. That's right. I, I learned this. <laughs> uh, I'm not, not going to go into that. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, so the train to air uh, was very nice. We saw a lot of very pretty views of, like, the ocean and just lots of, like, a, a lot of the views that we got from these trains was just gorgeous. Like, Scotland is beautiful. Uh, so beautiful. Yeah. So magical. The locks and the mountain and the... And the moors, and it's just incredible. Yeah. And uh, so we spent the last, what, two and a half days? Uh, in air. In air. And uh, we just went to the beach, and we went to some really pretty gardens. And parks. Um, yeah, some parks with historical houses and some castles and stuff. Like, a, a lot of castle ruins. Like, it's it's very interesting how different um, it felt being in air. It was a lot slower moving of a, of a city, which was just exactly what we needed to, yeah. end, to yeah. end our trip. Yeah, that was, um, that was great. Super awesome. So that was our trip. <laughs> yeah. Now we can talk about the movies we watched on the plane. Right, because this is a movie podcast. We're talking about movies. <laughs> uh, so, what what movies did you watch uh, heading heading out uh, on your flight out? Uh, I just watched one because I was taking a red eye. So, right. uh, turns out you that you know, I a red eye from New York is not really a red eye. It's just six hours in one direction, and then you're there. Um, so that night, I actually only ended up getting fifty five minutes of sleep, despite having my uh, neck pillow that I love so much that wraps around my whole head and supports my neck. I still only slept 55 minutes according to my Fitbit. So going two days without sleeping was definitely hard. Um, yeah. But I did just, uh, I watched the movie Fighting With My Family before I went to sleep. Um, which was, uh, I liked it. You know, actually I didn't realize it was written and directed by Stephen Merchant. And Emily, you had seen it previously, you saw it last year, right? Yeah, 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 and um, I watched it because uh, I, I realized that Florence Pugh was in it, and I'm a big fan of hers. Um, after seeing Midsummer, and she's gonna be in the new Little Women, so I'm I'm just she's just doing great things right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like kind of in love with her. She's amazing. Um, so I I wanted she's to watch crazy. this this show this movie, um, which is I thought was funny. I thought that the like. The screenplay was actually pretty decent. Like, overall, I thought it was a pretty good screenplay from Stephen Merchant. Yeah. Um, definitely, like, a heartwarming movie, but also kind of got me interested in the world of wrestling. I didn't really care for it before, and now I'm like, okay, I, I, get, I can kind of see it, you know? Yeah, and I never thought that I would really like anything that had to do with wrestling, but, but I remember glow. Really, really... Glow. I freaking love Glow right now. Um, 
the third season was pretty interesting um, and a very different, very different season compared to the first two. Um, but I'm very excited for fourth season. They did get renewed for their fourth and final season, so I'm really excited. Um, I love, I love those ladies. I love the what, what is it? The uh, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Gorgeous, gorgeous. I'm like glamorous. No, that's not the word. <laughs> Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. I love that show. Um, and, I re- and I remember really enjoying Fighting with My Family. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to yeah. go into that because I, I don't mean, remember it. Yeah, I don't really want to get into too much of what I didn't like about the movie, but I would recommend it if you're just, like, bored and you don't have anything else to watch. I would definitely recommend it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So- Segwaying into my next movie, yeah, again, if, if you're bored and need a movie to watch, you could watch Little. That was the first movie I watched. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Because I was going to try and sleep a lot on my flight out there, too, because I was going mostly, you know, through the nighttime. Um, but, of course, I have a hard time sleeping on planes, and also the dinner was served very late, so I was, like, waiting for them to serve the dinner, and so I watched two movies before I was able to go to sleep. Uh-huh. Um, so, first I watched Little because I remember seeing it go in theaters and I thought it was, you know, looked very funny and I really like Issa. Um, and, uh, it was, it was all right. The little girl is, is really funny and, um, she had some very great clothes, like very great style in this movie. And I thought her and Issa were, were really funny together. Um, other than that, I really didn't care much for the story really. I mean, the, I mean, spoilers, am I just going to say that? Spoilers. Um, the, the lady kind of grew up, like, pushing people away because she was bullied in, uh, in school when she was a kid, so she kind of just, like, built this defense mechanism of just never letting anyone to get too close to her, and she just mm-hmm. controls everything. Like, mm-hmm. she's the, she's, like, the CEO of, like, a business, and she just overworks her workers. She's not a good boss. Like, she's terrible, oh. actually. Uh-huh. Like, it's a hostile work environment that's awful. Like, I would suggest never working with this lady. Um... <laughs> And, uh, and some kid, like, you know, she yells at a kid and the kid's like, I wish you were small cause you're mean. And then she like gets small and she just kind of has to change herself back. It was, um, it was all right. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I was just really trying to pass the time and I was like, all right, I'll watch it. Uh, there were some funny parts in it, kinda, but it was mostly <laughs> just kinda weird and, uh, it was, it was interesting pastime. I was just, I was waiting for my food to come and I was like, all right. Well, <laughs> what did you get on the flight? What did you eat? Um, I, let's see, the vegetarian option was like ravioli, like vegetable ravioli. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I got some sparkling wines to help me sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those, uh, those help a lot. <laughs> So. I had uh, I had middle seats both flights, which is you know my worst enemy. I hate middle seats because I always I have to go to the bathroom so much. It's just it's just like not ideal for me because I need to get up all the time and I feel so bad bothering the person next to me to pee. Um, yeah, but I made it work. <laughs> Yeah, um, I was pretty lucky with seats. I'm I'm fine with sitting by the window because I like dehydrate myself and I don't go because I do not want to get up. Like once I'm sitting on a plane, I refuse to get up unless I have to. Uh huh. Um, so I, I got a lot of window seats and I did get one aisle seat. And this like father and his son like kept getting up to use the restroom like so many times. I had to get up a lot to oh, let them out, which was yeah, which was fine. Um, but uh, but it was good. Um, so you only watched one movie heading out there. I watched a second one. 
and uh, this one I enjoyed so much. It was called The Biggest Little Farm. So I remember seeing trailers for this, uh, and I remember really wanting to see it because it just seemed like such a super cool premise. Um, but then, but then found it was actually quite different than, from what I thought it was going to be from the trailer. So basically, it's a, it's a, a documentary. documentary type, yeah, documentary type film where this couple that lived in Santa Monica like always had a dream of starting a farm and making it very like environmentally like sustainable. Like they. Um, they grow a lot of different things. Like, you know how farming these days is just growing one thing and one thing only and you just sell that? Well, this, they wanted the farm to have everything. Like, all the types of fruit, all the types of meat and milk and just anything that they could really get their hands on. And allowing this farm to to be ecosystematically, like, efficient. Like, everything works in unison. Like, if you have a pest, they have something to eat that pest. Um, or, you know, just everything just runs its course naturally. And they, like... And so it was really awesome to hear these people talk about, like, oh, we got a new problem. How are we going to fix it? Like, they had... On all their fruit trees, mm -hmm. they had... I don't know where... Like, the entire world's population of snails was, like, on their fruit trees. Oh, my God! And there were so many snails. And... And they're like, oh my god, these snails are gonna kill our fruit trees. Like, what are we gonna do? But then they had ducks. They had they had brought in a lot of ducks to live on the farm, and ducks eat snails. Oh, so like every day, yeah. they would kind of like herd the ducks like over to the fruit trees, and they would just gobble up all these snails, <laughs> and and just and just stuff like that. And then you know they had they had grass that needed to be mowed, but instead of mowing it, they would have the goats come in and like just eat the grass or you know the sheep and stuff like the 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 livestock would yeah. come and just you know mow the grass for them. So it was just super <laughs> cool and just hearing about, you know, and this was in the time of the drought, so they had like a little drought section, but because they had set up their farm to like really properly conserve water and, you know, not really waste a lot of water, um, their, their uh, farm was able to thrive even during the drought and during like the heavy rain season too. Like they're, they, they really set this thing up. It took a long time to get them going and for everything to kind of like set set its pace and work correctly. It took about seven years for the farm to really, like, to really start running properly. So this documentary um, took place over seven years? Possibly. That, that's just kind of what they said. Like, like um, you saw the time going by in this documentary? Like, they filmed them for seven years? Well, let's see. Well, so when they started the farm, they kind of had a consultant, like this, this guy that they had been talking to, like also had a dream to kind of start a farm like this. And he kind of knew about all this stuff and he was kind of helping them run it. And he said, he had said that it would take about seven years for the farm to properly get. So I don't know if this was actually over seven years or if this was like part of that time, but definitely quite a few years passed. Okay. So you get to see the various seasons and things happening in, in yes. the actual movie. And when did this yeah. come out? What year was this? 2018. Okay, so it didn't get nominated for any Oscars or anything. Yeah. Uh, no, unfortunately. But it was super awesome. If you like farms, if you like documentaries, highly recommend this one. It was awesome. It made me cry. <laughs> I really <laughs> yeah. liked it. You were talking very highly about it when, when I arrived. You were like... 
you I gotta tell you about this movie I watched on the and you were explaining it to me and I didn't understand that it was a documentary and I oh, was like yeah. what is this a real movie like who played these people what why did they make it and then you're like it's a documentary and I was like oh I thought this was a fiction I was like what's the point of this movie is it like we bought a zoo yeah no. <laughs> yeah. yeah super awesome um, so then let's see, some, some movies going back. You and I watched a couple movies, you and I watched the same movies. Yeah, we did. back to JFK. We did. Yes. Um, and this is the first time we're talking about them. Yes. <laughs> so the first, so the first movie we watched was The Aftermath, right? Yeah. Was the first one? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I'd seen this trailer, uh, with Kira called The Aftermath, and it happens, it happens after some bombing that happened? So what, what happened? Oh, exactly? uh, so, uh, okay, this is a post-World uh, War II. Uh, as you know, the Germans in World War II uh, bombed and blitzed the, uh, the, the UK uh, during yes. the war, so people were very angry at the Germans, especially the people in the UK. Um, for all the damage that they've caused, plus uh, the Holocaust, which was horrendous. So, uh, obviously, after that, just because war ends doesn't mean it really ends. I mean, you still need to manage people so that they don't rebel uh, again, I guess, um, against whoever won. Um, so I guess, I, I didn't really know about this, but apparently the British Army really was very heavy-handed in making sure that the people of Germany uh, were, were oppressed um, after. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. in this part of the movie, I'm not sure exactly what city it is, uh, but they get they were bombed, like, pretty badly. Um, so there's, like, a lot of... Like, a, there was a firestorm. Like it was crazy. Like, apparently, like, during the war or just after the war, they had bombed a, a major city of, of Germany. And so the the Germans were were just debilitated, basically. Um, yeah. And the German people were very debilitated, as what we saw in this movie, from, from just, like, the fact that they were living in slums and in, in poverty and in, uh, in destruction um, in the city. So... So Kira plays the wife of a, um, was he like a colonel or a general or something? Like he was a very high up Mm -hmm. um, military officer Mm -hmm. and they had to move to this city, um, and stay in the house of a German architect who had to give up his home to, uh, to accommodate these people. And, um, Kira's husband had to, you know, go oversee riots and he, he needed to find this, like, uh, this group that was still, uh, converging on people like they were still like uh like nazis right they had like an 88 yeah. or something they were on nazis their wrist. yeah 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 and so they were still like they were still doing stuff in the background so they needed to be caught and uh riots were happening and just a lot of upset and they were trying to feed everyone in the town and you know he he had a soft spot for them he was really trying to treat them treat everyone right where some of the other officers really weren't and he was mm-hmm. trying to he was trying to keep his officers from like killing people like it was crazy yeah they did hostile. kill people yeah yeah they they did to like set an example for the other people, and it was uh, very, it's very bleak. sad to watch. It's bleak. Yeah, very bleak. It's a bleak movie. So like we had seen this trailer. I had seen this trailer multiple times. I had seen this when I was Emily and I go see a lot of movies, which means we see a lot of trailers. I saw this trailer like a million times. Um, 
before I watched this movie. And to be honest, I wasn't extremely interested in watching this movie because it didn't look amazing. The um, only reason I wanted to watch it was because of Kira. And, yeah. And maybe Alexander. Like, that was really it. So, Alexander Skarsgård, of course, is a hot German man, and that's it. Like, he has no other... <laughs> so hot German. No, listen. <laughs> yeah. He has I know, no I other... <laughs> Uh, characterization in this movie other than the fact that he's hot. Like, that's it. And his wife died and he has a daughter. Like, that's the most development we got from this one man. Um, In in contrast, the husband actually had, PJ Clark actually had a lot more development because he had, like, an internal struggle uh, where he was not allowing himself to be emotionally available to his wife after their death of their son after the Blitz. Yes. So yes. that, like, made sense in terms of, like, what this man is going through and all that and how, like, he needed to be proper. But I actually did expect him to be a little bit, like, more violent. I expected him to be a, a bad guy, and he actually wasn't a bad guy. He was a very sweet man, like you said. Like, he was uh, taking everybody as if they were humans, even if they were Nazis, you know, and... Uh, yeah. So that that was kind of like you're watching this and you're like, okay, but I don't actually hate this person. Like the only reason that he and Kira don't have a very good relationship is because they don't communicate and he's not emotionally available for her. But he's not a bad guy. Yeah, and he also didn't let himself grieve properly. Like because when the kid died, he he was only out of work for like two days or something. Like they had given him like like a week off to really grieve his son and he didn't yeah. take it yeah so, so and kira was left alone to grieve by herself and so that's kind of where the separation started happening and that's when you know she probably was she was still feeling this like um like i guess anger towards him frustration towards him like for leaving her and and she was just very upset still. And so that's kind of how like the separation started. But again, yeah, yeah. the fact that she just would go with with hot German man and not really f- try to fix her her well her marriage. She tried to talk about her son. She did. And he like really shut her down like several times. Yeah, so like I get it. Like she was really frustrated. And just Alexander Skarsgård is just really hot, you know. I just like I really get it. <laughs> it's, it's very tempting. It's he's, very... he's just he's so sexy. Um, but yeah, like the movie was a very insular movie. It it at least it did have kind of a relationship, like with his daughter, uh, Alexander Skarsgård's daughter, who also lived in the house. She yeah. uh, started to have a relationship with a Nazi boy, um, who eventually had it in his head to to kill P.J. Clark. Um, because she ended up giving, like, them his, like, uh, little cigarette case, and then, uh, he saw his picture in there, so he was like, oh, I have a vendetta, I'm gonna kill this man. Um, and, but to be honest, the drama wasn't really, like, that heightened. The drama really in this movie was the fact that Keira Knightley was having an affair, uh, but to be honest, I just felt like her character wasn't written very well. Like, we, we saw the idea, we saw her motivations, but, like, comparing it to, like, a movie like Colette, who was a very well-rounded character and and stuff, I just felt like they just didn't write her very well in this movie. Yeah, and the relationship between Kira and Alexander seemed very forced. Like, mm, I mean, yeah. they just, uh, like, it was, it was, it was out of nowhere. purely... It was purely lust, because, you know, she really wasn't getting any affection from her husband, and he was very busy. Like, she was trying to, she was trying to fix this relationship while he was trying to keep peace within a, within a country, and it's just, 
Yeah. Very, very poor timing for this. Yeah. <laughs> I, it just, yeah, it was just not like, um, as, I just think it, the way it was written, like, the idea is not bad. It's just, it's very cliche and um, yep. extremely, like, unsatisfying, obviously. But the end actually yep. was kind of satisfying because she goes back with her husband uh, and you yes. watch him kind of break down and you're like, yeah, you know, they do need to be together. Like, she needs to support him. Like, I know she was in a, like, a, like her marriage was, like, it was gone a long time ago, but that doesn't mean that they can't still work on it if they're both willing to work on it. And, yeah. uh, you and know, it's not like, and, and he's, and he's a very, he's a very great husband. Like it's, it's not mm-hmm. like this, this relationship isn't worth trying to overcome. Of like, course. Overcome these obstacles. Yeah. Like, they it, just need to communicate better. He needs to be more emotional with her. And, and he kind of came to no reason that he figured that out just through the most intense way. Yeah. So that was the aftermath. Yeah, really boring and uh, would not recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) Just putting it straight. It really wasn't that fun to watch. It was very boring and I just managed to get squeak through it, really. I mean, and like Alexander was very nice to look at. I mean, if you just love Alexander Skarsgård, go ahead. He's he's very pretty in it. He's he's but that but that's really it. That's really That's the movie. Like I just Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, let's move on to the long shot, which I enjoyed a lot more. Yeah, long um, shot, long shot was so funny. <laughs> so I had seen, obviously I'd seen this trailer before and wanted to really see it in theaters, but I just, I, I guess I never got there or there just other stuff that kept coming out or something because I just wasn't able, wasn't able to see this Yeah, one. you know, it um, actually came out at a time that we were like super busy with like, I think Oscar stuff or something, like... Oh, was it? Uh, I can't remember when it came out, but yeah, it was earlier this year, and so like definitely this is May third. Okay, okay, then maybe it was after Oscar stuff. Uh, I just remember us being really busy. Like I, I remember us not being able to see it. Like we were doing too much stuff or something. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of catch-up we had to do after the Oscars, because we were just really focusing on Oscar movies. Yeah, um, yeah. So maybe it was just, like, catch-up or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, this is a movie about, uh, Charlize Theron. She's the Secretary of State, and she wants to run for president. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Seth Rogen is a journalist who gets, who quits his job because it got taken over by some really corrupt like, business, like, media company, um, and he refused to work with them because he just knew the, the, the news that he would be sharing would be, like, fake and just horrible and, and just not, not, not what he wants to do with his, with his talents. Um, and, uh, he used to know Charlize, uh, she used to babysit him back when he was a kid, and they meet at a, uh, (laughs) so, a, a benefit I think yes, and that they the... kind of that they kind of crash or something, right? Because yeah. he's out with his friend, and they're like yeah. on a binger because he lost his, you know, he he doesn't have a job, and so he's just trying to, like him and him and his friend were so cute. I yeah. love their dynamic and yeah. how he's like, dude, you're not feeling good. We gotta take you out. We gotta get you drunk. We gotta get, we gotta get you fucked up. Like, yeah, it was just he like told amazing. his whole company. Apparently, he's like an owner of a company or something, and he like yes. t- he stood up in front of everybody, and he was like. I'm gonna be gone for like two days because I have to take this guy on a fucking like bender. bender. Yeah, bender. and like yeah. I don't want to hear from anybody. Like this is important. He's my best friend, and it was just yeah, like so all my meetings, <laughs> all my appointments. 
I gotta be here for my friend. Yeah. I love you all. You guys get the day off. Like, everyone leave. Go home for the day. You guys are amazing. I love you. <laughs> it was so, so funny. funny. Yeah. So funny. Um, um, Seth Rogen just, was funny, too. Like, he just, he was, like, a really, like, super liberal guy. Um, yes. So, you know, he just, yes. he also was, like, a very Brooklyn liberal kind of guy. He had a really long beard. Um, he wore, like, a lot of just track suits and, like, you know, trendy, trendy loungewear like kind of breakers. Yeah. Yeah. Windbreak, like a lot of windbreakers. Um, so, and like he has glasses and he wears hats all the time. Like he's very hipster. Yeah. And so we got, so we got him, uh, he's got some, he's got some judgment issues. You know, he's very picky about who he wants to work for and who he wants to write for. He wants his writing to like make a difference and, you know, really make a change. And, and Charlize, uh, on the other hand, she's, uh, she's in, political area and so she has like a lot of obstacles that she runs into um while she's trying to get her like campaign uh what is it like sponsored by the current president who yeah. is ter- terrible um uh, yeah he's just an actor yeah and a horrible president he, tv drama he's it's played by bob odenkirk who's hilarious and he was an actor on a show like the west wing and then became yeah. the president and then like and, and that was and like some <laughs> he wants to leave. He wants to quit presidency so he could be, be in movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a funny dynamic. Um, yeah. So, he, so he's just really dumb. He's he's like a puppet. Like, you could definitely tell, like, he just doesn't do anything well in office. And so Charlize, who really wants to make a difference, uh, she's like, you know, can I get can I get your backing for my campaign? And he's like, you know, sure. So she, like, starts this whole run. She, like, wants to... She wants to bring a new environmental initiative to really break, uh, you know, start up her campaign. Yeah. And, and she uh, also cares she... about the environment. She, like, she really cares about all these issues. She's an actual, like, uh, human who, like, really cares about the issues and wants everybody else to, to care about them, too. Yeah, and so we get we get a really good deep dive into her character. You know, she she doesn't sleep all that often. Her 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 schedule's very busy. She barely has time to yeah. you know really do stuff for herself and you know do her hobbies because like you know when when Seth is talking to her, uh, he's like you know so what do you like to do? Like maybe I need to you know make you more relatable and you know really uh give you that uh, relatable aspect to your campaign. And you know she's like she's like I like. I like the environment. Like, you know, she's just, she's very in political mode all the time. Yeah. Um, constantly. And so yeah. she, yeah, constantly. So, you know, they start to get to know each other, you know, he's writing for her. Mm-hmm. Um, they're traveling a lot. Uh, their, uh, their relationship's really building and they're really cute. I really loved watching them together, like just hanging out, having Me a too. good time. Yeah. Um, yeah. finding time to really get to know her, like they're getting to know each other. Um, yeah, I would, I, I would say yeah. that the, it, I, you know, this movie is really kind of a funny rom-com in a sense because it it is between two people who you would not see together. Like, that's the point of the movie. Like, it's a long shot. Like, he is yeah. clearly, like, way not good for her. Like, in terms of, like, she's like a 12 and he's like a 2. Like, that's the kind of, like, scenario that this movie is. And she's not just beautiful, but she's, like, incredibly smart and, uh, you know, incredibly driven and, and a wonderful lady. And so just, like, the fact that, like, anybody who's going to bounce her out is going to be more like Alexander Skarsgård, who is plays the French uh, prime minister, who's, like, super dorky. 
<laughs> not just dorky. He's a creep. Yeah, he's like he's so he was weird. creepy. I <laughs> did not know Alexander was in this movie, and I'm grossed. Like I've never thought I would ever be grossed out by Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. But after this movie, I was. I was like, oh, get away, get like, away. So... Like he wears like a toupee and like has like this hilarious laugh, and he's just he's just so cringeworthy. It's just great. Oh. He He's just awful. <laughs> and uh, and who uh, was it? Andy Andy Circus is Cir- yes. Andy Circus too. It He's took me the movie entire too. movie to realize that the old man was Andy Circus Wembley. Yes. Yeah, Parker Wembley, the guy who owns like the horrible media company that just tells lies, and he like only works like he only works for the benefit of himself and like and like uh, uh, corporations and stuff. Did you so, realize that yeah. it was him? Did you know? Yes. When did. when did you realize? Um, I realized it at the at the benefit at the very beginning of the movie. I could not I could not put it together until the very end of the movie. I thought to myself, I stared at the guy and I was like, "Oh my god, that's Andy Circus." I I looked at him and I, and I was like, I was like, no no ordinary human being looks like this. So <laughs> yeah, I, that's so, true. So I was like, I was like, that looks that's like not someone. An, yeah, and that's, then. And then I noticed, I noticed Andy's, like, mouth. Like, he yeah. has a very distinct mouth and nose. And so yeah. I was like, I was like, who is and that? And then, and so, so I, so I saw Andy in there and I, and I was like, yeah, this guy does not look like a, like a normal human being. So <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, he was very cartoonish. He was very, very cartoonish. Very cartoonish. Yeah. 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 Um, um I, I did love it because everything was so over the top and accentuated, but in a good way, like it made the yes. comedy even better because of of the jokes that they were telling that were just a little bit a little bit off you know like everything was like a little bit too sexist a little bit too you know cartoonish and that's why it worked you know yeah exactly and um and this movie reminded me a lot of like always be my maybe where like we kind of had um yeah what what's her name? Allie Allie, Allie Wong, Wong. Right, is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Where she's kind of like the very successful person in the relationship, definitely, and then, you know, um, definitely. And then the guy that she dates in high school or, or college or something is like you know very self conscious about you know his position in life, and but he's like okay with it. Like he's okay with not you know doing anything substantial. Like yeah, he, he just wants to live his life, and he well, just wants to be himself. Randall Park was also in this movie. He plays the, the boss of uh, of Seth yes. Rogen. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he does. Before yeah, before he before he quits. Um, so it was very interesting, like because you know you kind of had those like uh, aspects where you know she was a very public figure, and you know having like dating Seth would not be very good for like public, like you know having very public relationship and yeah. so like they, they kind of deal with that obstacle through a lot of the movie but you know they still like each other a lot and they're very you know, at just doesn't really care yeah they're very but. intellectually matched like as i yeah. was saying earlier the you know you don't really expect it they, they honestly like he's a great writer like he writes her great stuff and although he's a little vulgar he's actually also really smart too yes yeah and he is and he's got like very great um like opinions about things and they just and they're they're really great like i really loved their their relationship and how it developed like i thought it was very well done um and i was rooting for them i wanted them to be together at the very end i wanted them to figure it out like mm-hmm. you know when when charlize brings him 
uh, like kind of like that ultimatum of like we can be together, but you need to be like publicly, you need to be groomed for the yep. public eye. Yeah, like yeah, and or or you just need to be my mistress. Like I thought that was very like mm-hmm. and, and and you know and even though like he really liked her and so he was like willing to do it because he just really wants to just be with her and she, but she didn't want that to happen to him. Like so it was. I really enjoyed this movie a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, I was not uh, expecting it. Yeah. You know, I just thought, oh, it's going to be some stupid comedy, but it was very smart. Uh, Charlize Theron is is even more beautiful and gorgeous than I even thought of her before. Um, she's just she's just perfect. I, I don't understand. Like, I... Who, who can be her? It... Uh, we yeah, yeah. we saw her uh, at Comic Con a couple years ago because she was talking about um, what was it the uh, Atomic Blonde Atomic or Blonde that's right yeah and I she saw you see that movie yeah oh you do yeah so we had we I saw a, uh, like one one on one interview with her in Hall H and it was incredible like I was so excited that we got to see her talk because um, yes. it was so great to have her there just after she had done. Atomic Blonde and, and also um, Mad Max. She's actually one of my tarot cards uh, in in Mad Max. Oh yeah, as as she should be. She was uh, what was her name? Furiosa or something? Was yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, she's she's awesome. I really <laughs> like what Charlize is doing right now. Uh, keep keep it up. <laughs> keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then on my very last flight home, I was really struggling to stay awake. I was able to watch just one more movie. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'll briefly talk about the last movie I watched, but... So the movie going home, uh, I watched was Chef. Oh, I haven't watched Chef. Isn't that on Netflix? Uh, there's a... I think the movie's on Netflix, and they just started a series. Yeah, the series. I've watched the series. Yeah. I've watched the series. which I, I want to watch the series now. This, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, it was, uh, I really liked uh, John Favreau's character um, of like this, you know, very talented, creative chef who was really being limited because of the situation he was in, like the restaurant that he worked at. Um, he kind of, like, built a contract with, what's his name, Dustin Hoffman? Yeah. Dustin Hoffman, like, owned this restaurant that he was the chef of, and he was really limiting his his talents. Like, you know, John Favreau really wanted to uh, branch out and try making new things and put new flavors together and really wow the, the guests that come into the restaurant, and mm-hmm. Dustin Hoffman was very, like, stuck in his ways and wanted him to just keep doing keep doing what he was just doing the whole time and just never change. Yeah. Um, so very interesting that way, but, uh, it all happens with, uh, a critic that comes in and, you know, tries the food after, you know, so many years and the guy had really enjoyed, the, the critic had really enjoyed Carl Casper. That's John Favreau's character. Uh, he had really enjoyed Carl's food, like back when Carl was first starting as a chef and he was really making a name for himself as being a very like creative and talented chef. Um, and so he goes to try the food, and, you know, it was, it was a lot of the same. And so they, he got a bad critic review, and uh, that that threw 
Carl over the edge. He, uh, <laughs> he started using social media where he was, like, angrily tweeting at people. <laughs> and it was, and he, he kind of, like, built a rut for himself. Like, no one would hire him. Yeah. Because uh, he got, he left his, his other job and he was kind of, he was kind of stuck. He, uh, he had a, he has a kid, uh, he's divorced, um, he's just really trying to do what makes him happy. He hasn't been happy for a long time, and he's just trying to, just trying to do what he wants. And, uh, so, like, he kind of goes on this journey and gets a food truck and starts cooking whatever he wants to cook, and it was, a. Uh, it was very sweet. It was a very sweet movie. Oh, so um, he's got a food truck. Is that, that's the yes. idea? Oh, okay. Yeah, he, in yeah the, he gets a food truck. In yeah. the show, the chef show that he has on Netflix, um, he goes, he doesn't have a food truck, but he pairs up with the Kogi guy, the um, Korean barbecue guy, the Kogi truck that's around Los Angeles, um, oh. which I've had before. It's very good. But obviously, I don't know if they have any vegetarian options, but they might. Um, very good food. Very good. And uh, the guy is this... Um, I think he's a Korean American, and so the the concept of the show is that like this little food truck's going around, and basically like it's him, and he goes and visits all these other uh, celebrities and uh, chefs, and then just learns more about making food. Really? Okay, so that's that's interesting. So yeah, in the movie, he um, you know he has a son who's really interested in kind of learning what his father does. How you know, old being is the son? Uh, I think he was in, like, either late middle school or early high school. Okay. So kind of, like, oldish. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so the kid shows him how to use, like, Twitter, uh, and it was, it was really interesting seeing how, like, because the, the kid was very good on social media. He had, like, everything. Like, he, um, and so he knew how to run everything. So when they started doing the food truck, the kid would, like, geotag wherever the truck was and that's oh, where people yeah. kept finding them oh that's great and, uh, so it was really cool he was learning about his son his son was learning about food and you know what's good food and you know they went back to uh their roots because uh the wife is the wife that he is now divorced from is sofia vergara mm -hmm. um so they went to uh they went to cuba i believe or uh, they went somewhere, and that's when they started making, like, Cuban sandwiches, and that, that's, like, kind of what he wanted the food truck to make. Oh, great. Like, that's awesome. Um, but then, depending on whatever whatever state they were in, um, they would they would get new food and make, like, a different sandwich. So it wasn't always Cuban, uh, or, uh, yeah, Cuban sandwiches. It was, like, once they got to Texas, they kind of made, like, a more Texas version of, like, a sandwich. Like, it was, it was always changing. Um, that's great. So, so they were going around the country. Yeah. Because they had to go pick up the, I think they went and picked up the, the truck in Florida. Were they in Florida? And then they had to drive it back to LA. Yeah. So they, so maybe they, maybe they didn't go to, where'd they go? I don't know. They went somewhere and that's where he got the truck and then they fixed it up and then they drove it across the country. That's awesome. Well, who else is in this movie? Uh, John Leguizamo, Scarlett Johansson, Dustin Hoffman, Sofia Vergara, um, Robert Downey Jr. Oh my goodness. Of course, and, uh, he's like, I'm gonna stick my Iron Man in this indie movie that I'm making. 
Oh, yeah. And and Robert's character was so weird. He was, like, an ex-husband of Sofia Vergara. <laughs> and, uh, and he was, like, very eccentric and weird and, like, rich. That's funny. And, and he was just hilarious. Um... And then, uh, and then, yeah, Oliver Platt, he played the critic. Oh, um, really? Okay. Yeah. So it was, it was very good. Um, I, I had been told to watch it, uh, by my friends at work. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I definitely right here. Right would, here like, on this would like to watch that movie. I think my boyfriend would really enjoy it. Uh, I really hope it's still on Netflix. Yeah, let's, uh says watch now with prime video so it might be free on if you have prime oh yeah possibly because because normally if you rent it it'll, it'll put like rent now but it says watch now with prime video so maybe it's free on prime right now that's awesome um but yeah super fun um and it was really fun to watch john favreau like cook and stuff like i, I love i love watching like chef stuff because you're just watching them like it was it was awesome it was very satisfying <laughs> yeah um, and then very briefly, I'm barely even going to talk about this movie, but I tried to watch Five Feet Apart. Oh, me uh, too! I, you tried? I skipped through it! I, I literally watched, like, five minutes at a time, and then I would keep going, and I did that, um, on my plane to, to London. Yeah, I, I tried to watch it. I, like, just, I basically, I just hopped through the movie. Really? Okay, yeah, I did yeah. not... I, I don't know how far I got. I watched the ending um, too and everything. Yeah, I really liked I really liked the girl because she was in uh, Columbus, right? Yeah, Haley Lou Haley Lou Richardson. Yeah, she's great. She's great. I I really liked her, so I I wanted to give it a try, but I was just so exhausted at this point that I just turned it off. Um, but it it looked like it was fine. Cole, yeah. Cole Sprouse also looked kind of cute in it, so I was like, all right, why not? I'm not going to put um, that movie down too hard because um, just the content is, like, very close to a lot of people's heart. And, you know, it's a very, like, typical sick people kind of movie um, from what I've seen of it. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I would like to finish it. I Like, I wasn't falling asleep because it was boring. I was just honestly so tired <laughs> that I couldn't. Yeah. I wanted to finish it. Yeah. Um. So maybe I'll give it, I'll give it a try if, if it's ever somewhere. Um, but yeah. And from what I see, I really liked Haley's character. She was very like, yeah, Haley is amazing. she was very OCD. She, mm-hmm. she, she like was very motivated to, you know, get better and, you know, live longer. And, you know, she, she, I, I don't know why she, she put so much effort into Cole Sprouse's character who just seemed like he didn't care. <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> he's very cute, and, you know, he's... Yeah, he's so very cute, you know? He's very yeah. cute, so, you know, you're just, you're just gonna, you're just gonna suffer trying to take care of this guy. I mean, eh. So, but yeah, I mean, they're, together, they were very cute, and I, and I liked the little, the relationship that they were forming between the two of them, um, and I, and we were kind of uncovering more stuff about her, which was interesting, so I, I would definitely finish it at some point, but... Um. Uh, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we also like um have kind of a, a connection to it slightly because I know that um they they are talking about living with um uh what's it called? What's the name of the um uh, 
cystic fibrosis? Yes, yeah, cystic fibrosis. Um, there was this girl that we went to high school with. Actually, your sister went to high school with. Uh, Claire, um, uh, what's her name? Claire, uh, I'm, I'm being so, I'm trying to look it up right now just so I don't get it wrong. Um, Claire, who was like, uh, Claire. Yeah, she, she had cystic fibrosis. She went to our high school. Um. She was in our grade? No, she was in your sister's grade. Um. Oh. And she was friends with your sister. And. K- Kimmy? Yeah, with Kimmy. Yeah. Oh. Um, Claire. Hmm. Uh, okay. Let me see. I'm just, I just don't want to get it wrong. I just want to find her full name. Qu- Claire Wineland. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I couldn't remember it for a moment. I literally, I'm following this stuff all the time on Facebook. So, Claire Wineland, who became, like, an international, like, uh, cystic fibrosis um, spokesperson. She like, she, she was like very inspirational. She had a YouTube ch- channel as well, um, which is what the, I think the character in the movie, uh, the Six Fleet Apart movie, uh, she does her own like YouTube yeah. thing. Yeah. She like vlogs. Yeah. She's like, think, I yeah. think like based off of Claire. I think like she's like really not based fully, but oh. like is influenced by Claire who, who lived with, um, cystic fibrosis her whole life. Um, and recently died this past year. Um, so everybody was really upset about that. And I, I think even your sister mentioned it to me oh. or something. Um, so I'm on the Five Feet Apart IMDb page and I'm looking at the trivia after you said that. So let's see. We've got a lot of references to Claire's Place Foundation and Claire Wineland. Yeah. And so um, got- she was in the, the theater department at our high school. So uh, my brother knew her. My brother was friends with her. So, like, when she died, it was it was really upsetting for a lot of people um, and a, a lot of people that we know because we went to high school together. Um, even though she was younger than us, I think she she wasn't in high school when we were in high school. Yeah. Because um, your sister wasn't either, right? Like, she, she was the year after that we, we went. Or was she a freshman when we were seniors? She was a freshman when we were seniors. Okay. Uh, then maybe it was the year below your sister. Um, but anyways, Claire was not very old, and she she died recently of cystic fibrosis. But yeah, that movie I think is is a like for a lot of people. Um, uh, her her and the foundation and everything is based off kind of similar like, not Claire's story. Obviously, she didn't like have like a a love in the hospital like it, with Cole Sprouse or something but you know like I think the character of who Haley Lou Richardson's character in the movie um oh, well, this, well this is terrible it says uh let's see Claire Wineland worked closely with the leads to perfect the roles of cystic fibrosis patients uh Claire died of a stroke in September 2018 right after a successful lung transplant yeah yeah she That's like terrible. talked about it I watched her YouTube video she was like I need a new lung um, oh man! Yeah, she was like, "I need, I need new lungs, and uh, we're gonna get a transplant." And then uh, that was like her last, her last video. That was really upsetting when she died, for sure. Oh wow, that's crazy! I had no idea. Yeah, I thought I've talked to you about her before. I don't think so. This is the. I feel like this is the first I've heard of it. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, that's Claire for everybody. Uh, check out 
Claire's Place Foundation. Um, they do amazing stuff for the whole entire cystic fibrosis community, and I would say even for just uh, parents who have sick children, or you know, that's that's a pretty uh, big community. Yeah, I also want to say that I remember seeing the Five Feet Apart trailer uh, in the movie theater, and I I thought it looked thought it looked very cute. I almost saw it in in theaters as well. I don't know why I didn't. Mm -hmm. Maybe just because other stuff kept coming up, but. Um, I thought it looked very cute. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, dang, I'm probably going to finish it. And maybe I'll <laughs> donate. Yeah. Donate to the foundation. Yeah. For Claire. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we talked about Five Feet Apart then. I'm mm -hmm. sorry I didn't finish it. I was oh, so I, I didn't I didn't watch the whole so thing tired. through. I just skipped through it and, and so saw all the tired. bullet points, which I guess is not really considered watching. It's more just like... I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I also wasn't I also wasn't in the best place to watch this movie cuz for some reason on my JFK flight back to LA, um it got very turbulent at one point and I was oh. so tired and I just wanted to sleep and I I wanted to cry. I was in my seat and I was like, "Please plane, stop shaking. I want to go home. I want to be home." And I almost started crying. Like oh, this was Oh, no, Emily. And, and that I kept falling asleep during the movie. It was a uh, it was not a fun flight back home. I'm yeah. really excited, excited to be back. Yeah. It was a horrible experience. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. We at least got to be on the so, first plane together, which did have quite a lot of uh, turbulence as well. But not as bad. Like, I'm I'm fine with just constant bumps, like, if it's just consistent. But this was, like, it would start off, like, very low, and then it would get violent. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, please <laughs> oh, don't. No. I was like, please don't do this to me right now. No. So, uh, that's, uh, that's the end of my trip. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, if you enjoyed listening to us talk about our trip for an hour and 30 minutes <laughs> please let us know in the comments um or you know rate and review our show we uh you can rate us on uh apple podcasts or google podcasts or google play or something i don't know that that's the games uh google what is it i don't know Google something. Um, <laughs> leave a comment uh, on SoundCloud or on Facebook. Just search All By The Popcorn Podcast and like our page. Um, if you want to send us suggestions for future episodes, uh, you can email us at allbythepopcorn at gmail.com or allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And if you need notifications for future episodes coming out, you can follow our social media. We've got Twitter, at ByThePopcorn, and Instagram at All by the Popcorn Podcast, which is where our highlight is for Chatsworth House. So yeah. go and watch that and enjoy. Enjoy it. Some, this place is so photogenic; it's it's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> right, rightly said, Emily. <laughs> and thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all in the next one. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.